Welcome to David's Turn this down right quick. There we go. <clears throat> What's going on, everyone? This is David Speaks. Um, a podcast for helping you understand yourself and helping you integrate many parts of yourself and helping you to become one with everything in everyday life using these understandings and integrations. Um, Today we're going to be talking about boundaries. Um, We're going to be talking about it a little differently than most people may talk about boundaries, but we're going to be talking about... Um, some of the problems that happen with boundaries, some of the uh, useful things that can kind of come from boundaries, um, and why boundaries can and do keep you from oneness. So, When it comes to, let me turn this up a little bit. When it comes to understanding yourself, um, there's many ways of doing it, right? One of the most more popular ways is, um, you know, looking at different personality traits and saying, "Oh, this one's me." But one that I like to do is to observe myself, observe the mechanisms that my mind uses. Um, And one of the things that I found over the years of doing this and other things around this is that... Well, there's a couple of things I've learned. One of them is... And this isn't necessarily my idea, but I've definitely come to see this as true. Is that when you're... Is that the ego, what the ego does is it tries to create all these boundaries. And it tries to... And uses like a bunch of um, mechanisms uh, to help itself... To, to basically control what goes in, what comes out, how it responds to the world, and how it sees the world. Um, and this can be kind of useful, but it's mostly... Um, it's, it mostly just keeps you from yourself and from, your, your, and from the world. <clears throat> And keeps you from your true essence. Now, eventually, I'm going to be making a video, an episode about oneness. Well, many different applications and understandings to help you find more oneness and more of the essence of you. Um, but it's going to take some time. One of the other things I've learned is that sometimes, maybe even many times, in order to understand oneself, and another thing as well, say sometimes you have to, you have to, you can't necessarily do it head on. Um, 
And there's many reasons for this, but the main reason is because you don't really understand what you think you understand, so you have to go through a process of... Basically, you could think of it as like the... Like, let's give an example of what I'm talking about, right? So if, if I'm wanting to know more about identity, you could think of the identi- identity, an understanding of identity, is like a box. Uh, but sometimes in order to really understand the box, you have to look, um, you could have to look at the edges of the box, and then you start moving inwards, closer and closer to, you know, looking at the full p- picture, which is the box. Um, and sometimes you have to, instead of going straight ahead on, on a topic, what you have to do is you have to look at, like, the side levels. Like, for instance, when I'm talking about identity, uh, instead of looking at what is identity, how does it work, what you'd look at is what are the consequences of identity? Why is this? You know, what... What happens when you do this and whatnot? Um, the other things that I've learned is there's a big difference between learning and understanding these things. And I um, don't put this in words. When you're, if you have this idea, this um, way of doing things. What can happen and what does sometimes happen, especially if you're um, really in your mind, in your ego, is because the mind craves certainty, um, what it does is it takes these ideas, these understandings that you've learned, which aren't uh, necessarily a static thing and makes them a static thing within its mind. And so what ends up happening is that the mind takes an idea, understanding, like, um, boundaries or identity, and it makes it into, like, basically, it makes it into a doctrine instead of making it more into, um, it makes it into, like, a static, unmoving thing rather than a developing, dynamic thing. And what this does is when things change within your own identity, which is particularly what I'm talking about here, when I'm talking about being more self-aware, um, you know, this this idea this idea that you have about identity is going to be no, you know, it's going to be differing from reality, which is why it's important to observe and engage and look at reality, which is one of the problems that uh, the Enneagram Five can have at certain levels. Might be going more into the enneagrams, um, you know, the different types in other episodes. Um, but for now, I'm just going to point out that this is one of the problems with understanding, and it's not just something that the fives fall into. It's one of the problems with um, once you have an understanding, uh, that that understanding becomes a sort of law for you. And so when you see things, you put this things into perspective with this law, this universe, uh, and, and so you kind of make it like universally true. And so if something is differing from this thing, or 
even if it's not differing from this thing, what what has actually happened is that you've created this, um, this because you're in your mind, and what the ego does is it creates these boundaries. It's, it tries to um, basically create a bunch of boundaries. And one of them is what, like, what I, one of the things that I just talked about with, the, with understanding and uh, how understanding is also is useful and can be uh, you know important. But what ends up happening is that it becomes more static, and it's not really uh, um, it's not really being changed or developed based on you know present circumstances, and that's one of the boundaries. That the ego creates another boundary that the ego might create is, you know, trying to deal with the world instead of being in the world, you know, being present in the world in the moment. And what these boundaries are doing, what the ego thinks these boundaries do, they don't actually necessarily do, for the most part. I mean, they they can help sometimes if if you're just using them as the instruments they're made to be used as. Um, but if you basically uh, make them your life, and if you basically um, use them as automatic reactions and um, responses to things, they become what is called the ego. So, what I've learned over the years. Not, not even necessarily the year, actually, most, mostly about, you know, over the months and the year that I've been observing. Um, I mean, I've done a lot of spiritual work for like the past, past four or five years, but it's really only taken, it's really only um, started to um, make an impact, make, started to make me understand and grow more about a year ago. That's actually when I started making YouTube videos, it was about uh, April. Uh, was my first, and then the second one was like June, and so after once that happened, July I think it was actually, and so once that happened, you know, a lot of things started happening. Um, when it comes to boundaries, when it comes to these like ego boundaries, well, there's a couple of things to understand. One of the one of them is that these boundaries aren't real. What they are are conceptualizations and um, me- uh, defense mechanisms. And what they do is keep you from reality itself, especially if they are. Basically relied upon all the time, or most of the time, or mostly relied upon, or whatever. And what this, these boundaries are for, um, what the ego thinks these boundaries do, they don't necessarily do. Um, they can be helpful, and they can uh, help you to get a certain understanding. But if you use them obsessively, or if you use them primarily. Instead of you know being observant of reality in your mind, you are making the mistake of um, automatically you know 
make, making the mistake of trusting the programming that is in your mind. So, um, some people might have a problem with this idea of of oneness, like you are one with everything. Um, but the way I'd like to describe it is, like, at the very least, you are connected with a lot of things, and. And every with a lot of things, especially when it comes to your environment, you know, things are going to be affecting you, and things that are happening in the world are going to be affecting you, and you are going to be affecting things in the world. So, I'll give you some examples of what I'm talking about here. So, say like it starts raining and the power goes out because of thunder or whatever. That is going to be affecting you. And it's also going to be affecting like other people around you. And that's probably going to be affecting you as well. And um, imagine uh, a scenario where for some reason all of the, you know, the uh, plants and animals... That support us and keep us fed and whatnot uh, somehow die off. What's going to happen? It's going to be affecting us. Uh, so at the very least, we are connected with our environment, with our you know, with this earth, if not the universe. And when, because there are actually no boundaries. Like think of it this like this way. Like if you're, what is the, what is what boundary is between one room and another. It's a con- it's a conceptual boundary. There's no actual boundary there. I mean, if there's a door that that's closed, that's that's in a sense a boundary. But it's only a boundary in the sense of concept. Um. And this this is one of the reasons why we have this idea of separation that we are separate from the environment. Um, from other people and other things, but we're not actually separate from these things. At the very least, we're connected with them, uh, and we are affected by wh- what they do and how they are acting. Um, so, when it comes to boundaries, um, what I like to think, what I like to uh, think of in, in this situation is like what the boundaries. Are originally meant for so so say the say, say you take this the bound like the idea of the what I was talking about with the intelligence and understanding is that if you use this understanding this intelligence to learn more about the world without making your understanding static this this can be useful but if you make them static or if you over rely upon this it can it, it makes a boundary which then separates. Uh, creates this illusion of separation between you and your reality. Um, it's one of the problems that you know uh, type fives have in the, in when they're in the, concerning the enneagram is that they take their understandings and uh, they take what they know and they are 
you know, they use them as a sort of like, oh, I'm just like an observer of reality. I'm not, you know, what what is it, you know, I'm not part of reality. And what this ends up doing is it creates a boundary. And so from this, with this boundary, the ego, the mind, starts to make decisions based on this. It creates like mechanisms based on this understanding. Um... And there, there's other, there's other um, types that do different things, you know, when it comes to this problem. Like the uh, nine uh, takes, takes it in almost a different direction, uh, kind of. So what the nine does is it tries. So in order to find peace and you know stability in their lives, they will almost shut themselves off, not, not shut themselves off, but they, um, I'm not explaining it very well, but they basically keep themselves, um, in a harmonious environment, even if that means they, they, you know, bite their tongue and they don't speak what they really think in their heads, uh, so that's one way of creating a boundary as well, so are these boundaries bad? That's the first question that you might be asking. And the answer is no. What the boundary is showing you and and, show, and explaining to you if you look at it. Because all um, things in a lot of ways are actually a form of concern. It's not a, it's not a form of concern when it comes to... Because uh, what most people think of concern, they think of concern when it comes to people. Like, oh, I'm concerned about this person. But... Um, in this particular instance, it's concerned about, um, you know, I'll give you a couple of examples of maybe concerned about how other people will see you, concerned about, you know, people violating your space, concerned about not having, you know, peace and harmony, and so you have to do a bunch of things. So these boundaries are showing you these concerns. What you do with these concerns um, isn't really necessarily uh, all that relevant. I think it's more about being aware of what these concerns are, aware of the mechanisms that your mind and your ego, or not really your mind, but your ego tries to use to fulfill these concerns that may not necessarily, may not necessarily do what the uh, concerns are trying to do. So... What I like to do sometimes, I do forget actually, but you know, what I like to do is to become aware of the, the now, um, whether that's by paying attention to the sounds that are happening now, uh, paying attention to what's happening in the mind now, uh, something like this. And what this does is it takes you out of these boundaries and it puts you... Uh in touch with the now and it makes you one and connected with this environment and the more that you do this the more that you become aware of what is happening like now um, the more you realize that you are actually connected with everything um, and not just on a conceptual level, level like I just explained earlier but also on um 
another level as well. A level that's beyond, you know, the, the mind and the understanding. A level of um, pure knowing. Another word for knowing is awareness. So, there's many different, like, applications and guides for oneness. I'm going to be making a, a video about, an episode about this eventually, but um, this is one of them, is to become aware of what is happening now. And what, why I like this so much is because it takes you out of your current dilemmas that your, your ego has. <coughs> oh, I must become, you know, this. And in order to do this, I have to do this. And another thing to do is to become aware of the concerns. Why, why are you putting in these boundaries? What is the purpose? The purpose is because there is a concern there. There's a fear that's involved here and what this does is, is, is you start to realize why you, you do what you do what the purpose is what the cause is the real cause not like the rationed rationale uh, the, re the reason cause that your mind gives you like oh I just want to know more about the world and things like this um, I made an episode a while back on how there are basically like three or four levels uh, within your mind within your mind first level is like the surface level where you're when you have the thoughts like oh um, or you have like where you're trying to figure things out so say say let's take the idea that of understanding or the the Enneagram type 5 the way they do things uh, the surface level of it would be, oh, um, would be something along, along the lines of trying to understand something. Uh, and the second level of it would be the rational response, like, oh, I don't know everything, so I'm going to be understanding it. The third level of this would be something along the lines of, well, basically where the third level is, is thought and emotion. It's mostly, th it's mostly emotion, though. Um... And the emotion and the thought would be saying something like, and and sometimes the second and third levels are, you know, have the re, the thir, second and third levels reasons are semi-correct, but the third levels reasons are more true and more correct than the second levels. The third levels reasons would be, uh, emotions and thoughts would be something along the lines like, if I if I can't if I don't know enough about the world, I won't be able to figure it out, I won't be competent, I won't be able to, you know, handle the world, um, and so I must do something in order to deal with this problem, so it's not about necessarily trying to stop this from happening, is by realizing that this is happening, um, That's why I like awareness. Awareness is one of those things that most people don't even realize is so important. Um, it's pretty cool. So, anyways, this is David Speaks, and I'll talk to you on the next episode. If any questions or comments about this episode...
You can leave me a message if you're a member of Anchor. Or you can find me on Twitter. Um, at Beyond Minds with a Z. And uh, I'll talk to you in the next episode.